Hi, and welcome to another exciting edition of China on the Rocks, a podcast where we talk about the food and beverage industry and what's important in our lives. My name is Logan, and I'm joined by my awesome, super cool co-host. Hi, guys. Anna here. Uh, Anna, what kind of shirt is this? This is actually awesome. It's a Pokemon shirt. Yeah, it's a Pokemon hoodie. Okay, like Pokemon, like uh, Pikachu. <laughs> like it? Yes. I have no idea. It's a water、I'm. type, but it's. <laughs> I just know Pokemon as a Pikachu. That's、yeah, pretty much part of the show. My、series. age. <laughs>、uh, okay, I actually just looked at your shirt and saw that.、Um, so Anna, we're talking something special today. Super annoying to bartenders, but it's going to happen. Let's get、Very、real with special, it. Very special, yes. It's called Dry January. Dry January.、Uh, I haven't been dry for a long time, so we're going to try. Me and Anna, we decided before we recorded today that we're going to try Dry January. But we're going to start on Monday. On Monday. <laughs> Because we're going to have a shot、we're、right now. A shot now. <laughs> Cheers. We are drinking wild turkey. Oh God, makes you so wild. Because it sounded like a good idea.、Uh, it's not. Ooh. Okay, so. <laughs> Talk to me about、uh, dry January. Have you noticed a lot of customers being dry?、Uh, I haven't noticed people at the bar not drinking, but I've noticed a lot of people they are not going out because of that. Yeah, and I feel like for civilians it's a very normal thing. You could not go out. For bartenders, I feel like it's very difficult. Well, our businesses require us having people go out, so. We always look at the decline in business in, let's say, January because people are trying to stay sober,、yeah. and it can be a little problematic because we need volumes of people going out. Yeah, we we we、uh, re- rely on people drinking. Yeah, we rely on that. Correct. Yeah. But I have a group of friends.、Um, they're like, we will go to your restaurant, just order non-alcoholic beer, and we'll crush that. So let's discuss because I might be. <laughs> I might be coming from a weird place, but I think that unless hey, listen, it is Brazil is not weird, okay? It's <laughs> part of、saying. it's part of the world economy.、Uh, no, I'm saying as in if、uh, if it's for a health reason, like you can't drink for any health reason, so you miss having a beer and you have a non-alcoholic beer, it's super fun. But if you're just taking a break for a month and you know you're gonna go back consuming beer, I don't know if I want to have a non-alcoholic beer because it feels like it is. The flavor is just not spot on, and then it's all the calories, and it's expensive, and for non-alcoholic beer, and it's something that you're gonna have again in a month. I mean, I understand it. I think some people need the social gesture of hearing the bottle like open and the carbonation, because、uh, you're not getting drunk off one beer. Like if you have a lot of beers, you're getting drunk off that, right? Yeah. So people want to be the social experience of cheersing and all that stuff, because you don't cheer somebody with a soda water. Well, you could. You could, but it's like bad. I mean, you, you put mean, a, like, you put in a highball, you put a lime in it. It's basically a vodka soda. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like people need that social construct to be able to cheers and enjoy their night without other people not feeling too weird. And if people want, like we were talking, like if people want to come on Dry January buy tea, there's only so much tea they could buy. But like, if they're normal beer drinkers, they're not gonna. They their body craves. I don't know. That's why I disagree. I feel like I can have. Like two liters of iced tea, but、uh, beer is very filling. But the alcohol kind of keeps you going. You keep drinking.、Yeah. When you have non-alcoholic beer, it's very filling. Like after a couple, you're like, "Oh, I'm so full of sugar and malty water." <laughs> so when I say dry January, also I just want to be clear: not for work-related reasons. Will I not be? Will like I will be drinking if it's work-related? 
Oh, so, <laughs> so there are like small print. <laughs> there is small print. I mean, everything has to be small print. Like, if we, I need to do a distillery tour. Drinks. Well, because you're weird if you don't drink at, at like a distillery. Sure. No, I'll 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 try a hundred percent dry. Hundo. Hundo. Yeah, I'll go. I'll commit. Okay, you want to put a hundred on that hundo? Sure. Hundred R and B. Sure. We donate it to. Uh, what's a good thing to donate? Hundred R and B. I don't know. I don't know. It's like the Seinfeld bet. Like. Yeah, I will <laughs> figure have out. To be honest, though. Yeah. No. No. But I. I think if I commit to it, I think my problem with like every period of time that I decide not to drink. I'm not really committing to anything and I'm not asking anyone to hold me accountable. I just say like, ah, I don't want to drink for the next month, but it's not really a commitment. So I kind of end up breaking it in a couple of weeks. But if I am very serious, like I'm going to do this, it's almost a competitiveness. Like I'm going to win. I'm going to achieve this. So I'll do it. <laughs> yes. But you have to remember I'm a very bad influence. That's true. Like generally you're not day drinking on a, you know, when we record at 2 PM or 3 PM right true. away. True, but no, I, I can do it. I think it'll be fun. I'll do it. Okay, uh, I mean, we'll see it. I mean, I I mean, you guys can put your comments in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think it's going to take for me to fail? Go ahead. Anna, would you like me to pour you another one? Hey, we started on Monday. <laughs> we, we started, started on Monday. <laughs> Monday. It is Saturday right now, guys. We're recording on a Saturday. Yeah, we never record on Saturdays because generally uh, we're busy. But today we were like, shoot, we got to get it in because this is a big thing. Not yeah. drinking on Monday. So, uh, so, so we start so Monday. What? What was your week like, Anna? What's your recap for last week? <laughs> are you asking me about New Year's Eve and stuff? Or are you asking no, no, me? no. I'm asking about, you said you had kind of a hard one. I self-destructed on Thursday. I went a bit too hard, and that's why not drinking is sounding really great right now. <laughs> like, so, what's your go-to drunk food? Like, you might check it, like, the next day on your order or whatever, but what's your food that you get? Well, depends. Because being in Shanghai, I think it's so easy to have fried noodles or fried rice late night. Yeah. So I kind of end up going for that, for like Chinese food or like dumplings. But if I'm really drunk, really drunk, like really, I want cheese. I want anything fatty and cheesy. Uh, so I, the night that I self-destructed, I had some leftover mac and cheese. Are we talking like fancy mac and cheese or box craft good stuff? In between, like... Uh, Mac and cheese from a restaurant, but not a fancy restaurant. None of those baked lobster, man. Nothing, just like a classic yeah. Velveeta cheese, mac and cheese. And uh, I added some fancy cheese that I had at home, and I added some sausages, and I <laughs> baked it, and I made a whole, like, regretful, <laughs> high-calorie, delicious Well, yeah, that's the bite. thing. If it's delicious, like, uh, my problem is I don't finish the food I start eating. My eyes are bigger than my head. You know what I mean? Like, I'll order from McDonald's. I always get uh, two Big Macs and three uh, fish burgers and six coffees. Okay, yes, that's too much. <laughs> yes, because I am, like, weirdly specific without it. But I always get the same stuff. I've seen my orders. And I'll wake up the next day and I have coffee from McDonald's, which is actually pretty good. The fish burgers, I don't know why, but when I'm drunk, they're really good with cheese. I love them, too. Like, I, I'm not gonna, I love them. I also like the grilled chicken one that they have here. Oh, I haven't touched that, but, like, the Big Mac, it's not good the minute it's cold. Yeah, no, Big Macs don't, don't have, they don't, they don't last, uh, but the yeah, the fish. Nothing is good for McDonald's when it's cold. I don't like the fries. I don't ever order fries. I, I don't like the fries either. Oh my god, we are on the same wavelength here. But also, we're gonna get, we're gonna hear complaints. Yeah, well, everyone we, like loves those fries, and I don't get it. They are soggy. They are never crispy. Yeah, people will say, "Oh, it's because you got on delivery." Then you go to McDonald's, you get it there, still not really crispy because they're really thin or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mm, I don't vibe with those fries either. I'm not. Yeah, I don't vibe with those fries. Not, I mean, but the same thing is like when I'm drunk, my body wants, my body wants. 
My body wants weird YouTube shows about war documentaries. <laughs> my body wants to listen to Taylor Swift. And I play it really loud for some reason. Explain so all at the same time. You're watching a World War II war documentary. Oh, it doesn't have to be World War II. <laughs> it could be about like the Roman conquest of something. Mm-hmm. Like my age and my youth. <laughs> and then with Clash. Taylor Swift in the background, yeah. are you eating three fish burgers? Yeah. <laughs> Just crushing fish burgers. <laughs> like yelling, no one look at me. No, I, uh, I'm a bit more like introspective at that point, I guess. I want really cheesy, like really high calorie cheesy stuff. And then um, I always decide to go watch those shows that you've been telling yourself that you're going to watch, but they might be a bit too sleepy or too slow or too serious and you never really take a chance to watch them. Yeah. And then I start watching them <laughs> in the middle of the night and I always just pass out on the couch watching them. It's just like a... Oh yeah, but waking up on the couch is the best. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I like, uh, my couch is very comfortable. Mine too, but I have really big windows, and then I wake up with sun in my face, and the hangover just hits me instantly. Uh, see, now, I mean, this is why people, like, for the next three weeks, when we document this, you have to say how your body feels. Like, there's a great uh, quote from uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, one of the two, and it says, I pity people that don't drink. When they wake up, that's the best they'll feel all day. <laughs> I I I feel like it'll be really great. In three weeks, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I feel fantastic! I have more energy, more hours in the day. Everything is great." I mean, what are you gonna do all day that you can't do now? No, I'm I'm gonna do the same, but I'm gonna just feel so much better. It's not like you're running the Shanghai Marathon on February first. No, yes. Like, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel if I don't have any drinks. I mean, I still go to the gym every day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my day won't be uncomplicated, so I want to see how my energy level is. Okay, let's add a piece of information. Logan does not have hangovers. Yeah, generally, no. So, Logan is talking as a person that already lives in fantasy land. <laughs> drinking or not drinking is just about the fun of drinking. I have horrible hangovers, and they take me two days to, like, recover. But that's because you need to wake up and drink. <laughs> <laughs> as my friend Yuan said, when the hangover's knocking, don't answer the door. No, the problem is the hangover kicks the door down and enters my living room and sits on that sofa with me. <laughs> so now that we're not drinking after Monday, what's your, uh, what's your drink going to be? What's your mocktail? Oh, I just go soda water. I just love soda water on its own. Soda water actually really is good. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend calls it pain water because I don't know if it just desensitized by how much soda water I drink, but he thinks that kind of hurts your throat to drink so much soda oh, water. I feel like it's more refreshing. I love it. Yeah, I will like crush soda water. So I don't really need anything fancy. What is your opinion on mocktails? I do not like them. I think they're for the weak. But <laughs> at the same time, I understand them. Like if you're medical condition or it's a religious thing and you want to be out with your friends, totally get it. If you're not drinking and you have issues with drinking then and you still want to be around, I think that's troublesome. But maybe like a soda water is a better alternative. But, like, mocktails in general are just a lot of sugar. Yeah. And, like, without the aforementioned reasons that I said, I feel like mocktails are really just sweet. Like, a uh, 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 non-alcoholic mojito is the classic one, right? I mean, they don't have to be sweet. I think that, classically speaking, if you go into a restaurant blindly, they are going to be really sweet. But I don't think they have to be, necessarily. I think, like, my, my virgin mojitos here are not very sweet, very sour, if anything. But I think that there's also that new wave of, like, non-alcoholic spirits and a lot of drinks that aren't sweet. Even, like, non-alcoholic dry martinis kind of thing and wine spritzers. What? Yeah, which is... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, which is fine, but I just... But but 
what goes together with it is that you basically pay a premium price similar to an alcoholic yeah. drink for... Well, I, I don't feel people that are drinking mocktails are going for the cheap price. I feel like they're going to be part of their friend group, whatever. Yes, but uh, I don't know. I I'm I have a weird like moral decision with mocktails because... Um, yeah, I know people don't mind paying around a premium as well in the sense of if it's good, if it's good quality, if it tastes good and going along with their friends. But I feel almost bad to charge so much for some flavored yeah, no, soda, I, basically. Yeah. And then if you don't, you're also putting the same amount of effort as making an alcoholic drink, but to get a fraction of the money, mm -hmm. right? So it can be kind of confusing in a moral sense. Like, I don't want to take advantage because the cost is much lower, but I'm putting the same amount of manpower into it right so no no that's a perfectly fair way to look at it too because you are still and time is money like if you're making a drink that takes you the same amount of time with just one missing ingredient it is a little bit different um with that said i feel like i'll be hitting the soda train i'll be hitting like soda with lime because i think that's really good um i don't know for the i mean it's just going to be so boring. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the month. What are we going to do this shot that we've been shooting? <laughs> we can just have a ginger juice, you know. Get a ginger shot, like a health shot. <laughs> oh, let's get kombucha. No, kombucha has booze. Uh, no, not always. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find a loophole <laughs> already. <laughs> Work around. Uh, no, I mean, okay, so if we're not going to be drinking starting Monday, what's your final night of drinking for three weeks going to look like? Oh, no, I've done it on Thursday. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, as, as I said, can I pour you another drink? <laughs> this is my final drinking. This Logan. is okay. So this is it. Okay, say it now. But I'm coming back tonight, and we're drinking. Sure. No, no, we're not drinking. You are drinking. No, you I'm have working. To. No, you have, you'll have to. We're gonna have to buy you drinks. And this is how dry January already fails. Well, that's what we said starting on Monday. That's why I'm starting Monday. Like today, for my line of work, I, tonight I have a pub crawl I'm doing with uh, two great people, uh, Brian and Daniel. I'm showing them some spots on Wooding Lou where we record this podcast. And then uh, then I have to drink for a couple of weeks after that, except for the That Shanghai Awards, where I'm up for some awards. And then also for a distillery tour where I have to drink with people. So work-wise drinking, but not to excess. I'm going to go, oh, I guess, are the awards open bar? Yes, I'm the sponsor for uh, High Seas. Distillery. Okay, so I guess that's the only occasion. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you get up there and you get Anna Souza, best bartender. I feel like I would have been informed if I was winning, so I know it's not me. Okay. It's fine. Uh, let's say, though, you... Oh, okay. But still, let's say your friend gets best bartender. That's a bad influence on you. Oh, is that what's happening? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that on the air. Uh, I'm just saying like, or, you know, somebody gets best distillery or something like that. Okay. Then you have to drink with your friends. Sure. Right. Let's say our friend of the podcast, you know, Camden wins best something for Lucky Mart. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing everything. Yeah, this yeah. is hypotheticals. Hypotheticals. Allegedly. These are all hypotheticals. Yeah. Uh, no, for literally these are hypotheticals. Um, but like I'm saying, then you'll drink with your friends. Is that breaking dry January? It is, but it's for a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I think dry January is going to start Monday and end on Monday. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's just one free flow away from disaster at all times. It's like one free drink away. God damn us. Um, now, speaking of that, 
Now, we talked about our food we like. Uh, I, I talked about music, and you talked about your TV shows and everything. What do you see, like, the reason, when people don't drink, what do you, like, for, for our profession, they go to the bar, and they're like, I'm not drinking. In the States, it's because they're driving and stuff, and totally fair. Like, designated driver, 100% yes. respect that. And we've talked about this before. Like, if you're a designated driver, I will give you juice and soda all night. Yeah. I don't mind. Like, enjoy it because you have to watch your friends. Totally yeah, fair. Yeah. But what do you think for the next couple of weeks when you're sober, you're going to have to deal with all these people at your bar that are not? How do you handle that? Uh, I generally work sober anyway. Oh. But sometimes, you know, like, when you're work, Yeah, it's true. If you're working, it's a different mentality. Yeah, I'm never... Um, I mean, I'm not saying never. Depends on special nights where people from out of town come by or... We decided it's New Year's, let's party. So sure, there are nights that I will drink with customers and I'll, do with, like, I'll, I'll get kind of tipsy working and blah, blah, blah. But generally... Like, hey, you're not drinking. Yeah, no, I understand. I don't, I don't yeah. really drink. And so with, with like at work. So I don't think that that's going to change much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I phrased that question the right way. But yeah, because you're, you're definitely not... I've been at your work many times. You're not drunk at work. Yeah. Like, so it's not like I... It's not like the perspective is going to change. Drunk people are going to be equally annoying. Yeah. Drunks are going to be equally annoying. I mean, it's one of those things where you're going to remember every day. But I remember every day, except for Thursday night. <laughs> except for Thursday night, where you had a I half still, bottle of vodka. To be honest, I still remember. Yeah. And that is kind of the problem, because it's painful to have those memories. <laughs> well, I mean, I did walk in here and ask who bit my nipple last night and why. Yeah, I don't know who did it. Yeah, I don't know. and you were was, there, and I was yeah, like, but why, I, why I was did this busy. happen? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> why did this happen to me? I'm not your nipple skippers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, another thing. Okay, so if you're not drinking, which I mean, you're de- you're definitely not a big drinker anyway. It's not a big issue. Um, I'm a binge drinker. I don't drink often, but when I do, I keep going. I think I have too many drinks when I decide that that's what we're doing. We're drinking. We're going out. You know, like it's a which I think is just as bad, but I don't I don't drink often and I don't drink socially that much in the sense of uh, just having a dinner, just having a beer. I'd rather just have a soda water, but then if we're going to go out, I drink too much. Mm. Well, my, in that case, not about drinking too much, but when you make drinks, do you taste the drinks? Yeah, but like a straw taste. Yeah, like straw a tiny taste, amount. right? Yeah. So if you make 100 drinks... Straw taste is what, like, 0.1 ml? No, 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 0.101 ml. Something like that. Yeah, it's it's not enough to, like, affect you. It's not like I'm drinking the straight whiskey. You know, it's like, I'm, oh, let me taste this this whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> it's like, you're just tasting if the whiskey sour is too sour. And yeah. also, like, you know, it's not like... It, it won't it won't affect... I know many bartenders that... Not many, but a few bartenders that don't drink. Mm-hmm. And they still taste what they're producing just in the yeah. sense of balance looking for sweetness bitterness and so on but uh i i don't that's not enough to affect you because just on the science side of things um your body is digesting a certain amount per hour and whatever mm-hmm. so even if you're tasting all night like straw tasting and let's say you had 100 ml of, of cocktails at the end of the night it's not like you had that all in one go <laughs> yeah no fair enough so it's not really like you're metabolizing that quicker than it's ever going to hit you now uh if you could just visualize, I'm trying to say it right so we don't make this a depressing alcoholic <laughs> podcast. Uh, no, if you could visualize, what's going to be your first drink uh, on the February 1st? An ice cold beer. Ice cold beer? Yeah. Which beer are you going for? 
I don't know. Maybe I, I, I would either go for like a really just ice cold lager or like a Guinness. Oh, Guinness is good. Especially it'll be February, so it'll be cold. Yeah, just like, just in that crispiness of like beer. But yeah. That's good. I mean, I will, uh, I might abstain from drinking that one day just to mess with you. No problem. <laughs> no, no, I know. I, mean, I don't know what I have. Yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll have a beer. I think like I like, I don't like drinking beer. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, beer's not bad. It's just not, I don't drink that much beer. I yeah. drink soda, but I don't drink beer. Or I drink vodka soda. That's my bubblies. So, to move on and change the subject from our January sobriety. Yeah. Uh, just a fun fact for you guys. We were trying to use ChatGPT in between <laughs> our conversation here to look up some stuff. And uh, Logan had to verify if he was a human. And I hate those because I feel like it's always a trick. It's always tricking me. Yeah. And a lot of the times I'm like, do they think the humans are that smart? I'm really confused. I don't know what to do here. Oh, I mean, uh, Descartes once famously said, cogito uh, ergo sum, which means I think, therefore I am. <laughs> no, but it, they give but you those am I? captures that are like hard to understand or they give you these tasks that you're like, you know, when you get the, like, the image from Google and like click in every little block that has a buzz and then there's a tiny little edge of the buzz and you're like does that count yeah <laughs> well that makes me question myself I yeah mean, is that is that part of the buzz would i count that as part of the buzz would the computer count would a robot think that that's the buzz <laughs> yeah well i mean it's all about photography yeah and speaking of photography logan was just part of a really nice photo shoot this week yeah i, I was on a five-hour photo shoot for a menu that anna's designing Yes, I'm doing all the layouts and all that. We're getting the photos done from one of our friends' bars. And um, so what do you think about cocktail photography in general? Like, what is the best approach to it? What type of stuff you like to do? I, I feel like I'm not a photographer. So, like, it's like if I'm at a photo thing, I'm kind of like uh, Don Draper. I'm in the background just helping out the photo shoot. Um, and then the first thing with every photo shoot for cocktails, generally it's no alcohol in the in the photos. Yes. It's colored liquids. Which makes sense because ice melts at a different rate with uh, alcohol in it versus with, without. And also, you need to keep changing the ice all the time. You're not going to keep making new drinks. Yeah, and, it's yeah. a waste. You lose money for for our level of and for bartenders at our stature, we're doing it ourselves. We're not like a big corporation like McDonald's that has food stylist. I also think that they probably don't use real. Food no, they either. don't use real either. But you know what I mean. They have like the techniques and little tricks. Yeah. For us, we have to. We'd have to be changing stuff out. But because uh, we usually are in a position of almost like an art director when it comes to this, because I feel like photographers who have an imaging mind, but not necessarily what sells on how to yeah. portray a certain cocktail or how the look of a certain cocktail or how certain cocktails go together or don't. Right. Do you have anything in mind on that? Well, I mean, what I always tell the photographers, first off, it's going to be generally if it's a bar, it's going to be a, a darker setting. So you have to make sure very clearly the lighting you choose that you're going to be able to see the menu cocktails at night and don't think you're gonna have it really bright because that looks kind of tacky the second thing i always say is make it look very clear like if i'm having something like a daiquiri or mojito or something with specialized specific ingredients you want to be able to see those right that's very important and the third thing is you have to make it look appealing yes like and all three of these things you have to get away right away and you have to have the perception of value with it uh you know one thing that i always had to uh, funny about cocktail uh, pictures i like to do a lot of very creative ones with stuff around and special colors and all that but one mistake that i've made in the past was to make them too perfect and too pretty in the photo 
and then it's not the product that you deliver when people yeah, order. Yeah, it has to look exactly like yeah. the picture. I had an issue of making like these really intricate photos with the drink looks like splashing with this and that and that. And then when you get the drink, it's like it's beautiful. But yeah. because they built the expectation on what they saw in the photo, it doesn't match that photo. Yeah. So it's almost like I catfished them with the photo. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, if the, fo- if the drink has a flower in it, the drink that you're presenting has a flower in it in the photo. Correct, yeah. Like if it has no straw, there's no straw you're giving. Like it's those little things that people, they don't know anything. They're going to your establishment. They're seeing your menu. And they're like, oh, I want this drink. It looks awesome. And then you give it to them and it's a drink that looks totally different. They're like, oh, this is not what I ordered. I feel like in the West a little bit, people have a bigger understanding that the photo is like a marketing tool and part of the energy and all that. But I think here they want complete, completely has to be the exact same. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I maybe just my um, because I've been here so long. That's how I think too. I'm not against what you're saying. I'm just saying like, I I I just feel it's like, uh, for example, I think if you have a cocktail that comes with an edible flower, but there are several different edible flowers. Mm. Like, even in the same type, like they're different colors and different shapes and all that. You make a, a drink and you put a, like a little purple flower on it, and then you put a lot of flowers around it in the photo, and it's a beautiful spring cocktail photo. Yeah. And then when you deliver the cocktail, it came with a yellow flower because, you know, in the same box of the same edible flowers, there'll be That's several fair. ones. That's fair. I but think. people will complain here. And I think because a lot of people will choose the drinks by the photo. Mm. Because they want to take the same photo as well. Because they want to take the same photo because they want to use for social media and all that. And I had issues like that. Like I had a, a drink when I worked in a hotel that was beautiful. I had these edible flowers. But because they are, again, fresh produce, they are different every yeah. time. So the flowers would sometimes match, sometimes not. But they were, again, the same flower, just different. Mm-hmm. And cause many people to complain yeah that's very interesting um yeah it's a weird thing when you're directing a photo shoot because you have to balance also like the brands do you want to show the label do you not want to show the label is it important for the bottle or is it important for the cocktail yes and then you have to look okay like if you're a joe customer let's say you're a british guy named oscar and you go to a bar and you see the menu and you don't know anything about the menu. You don't know anything about the bar, but you see the pictures. That's basically, I want to have what the same thing is here, right? Uh, what am I seeing when I look at the picture? Is it clear? How's the resolution? Can you tell it was done by an iPhone? Is it a professional camera? How's the background lighting? Is there uh, color elements? Does it draw the eye to certain parts? And then when you see that, you're like, okay, this is a competent bar or restaurant versus something like A4 and just print it. And Unless it's, it's a dive bar. It's weird because we will judge that too, right? I think that if I go to a place, maybe the drinks are amazing, but if the photos are kind of shitty, I'm like, eh, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like that old uh, adage, like a uh, restaurant or bar is only as clean as its bathroom. True. You know what I mean? Like if the bathroom is dirty, what else is, is dirty? So if the photos are like kind of crappy, what else are they kind of skimping on? Yeah, agree. A lot of judgment on the photos. Well, you don't because you don't have to have like, the best photographer in the world like terry richardson doesn't have to be photographing or anything it has to be you know just something clear competent and you know well lit and you're good to go are you pro photos do you think men should should have photos in your opinion i think it if it's a bar not necessarily because i mean a lot of bars and we know this they trend toward no menu which i hate i hate no menu bars me too i don't like it, it. i don't like as i don't know one, I don't know what my options are, but two, I also don't like not necessarily knowing the price and being surprised with the bill yes. later. I hate that when like, oh, what do you feel like? I'm like, I feel like spending $5. That's what and, I feel and, like. And what's weird too is that I've been to some of those no menu cocktail uh, cocktail bars, right? And uh, depends on that. I would say like Attaboy does it really well because they have like a fixed price. Unless, I mean, not not necessarily fixed. They have like a, 
you can ask for a twenty dollar cocktail. Yeah, you know, and that's and then you give, which is already expensive, but it's New York, and you can give your your when you want. Or if they're gonna go above, they inform you. They're gonna be like, oh, since you want something with cognac yeah. and blah blah blah, it's gonna cost more. It's fine. But I've been to bars with no menu that I say like, oh, I want something with gin and something like this, similar to that. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm kind of waiting for them to tell me how much it's gonna be, and then I have to ask. So uh, how much is it? And then they'll tell me the price, and sometimes it's completely unreasonable. So I'm gonna be like. Uh, maybe I don't want that. Yeah. You know, and then it becomes this awkward conversation because it becomes me asking the price of everything. And I'm like, so if I have the gin, but like more in a sour, how much would that be? Okay. If I have a gin and tonic, how much is that? Which if I have this, how much would that be? And then you kind of end up bargaining with them and it feels very, I'm not saying it's on purpose, but it feels like they're judging you in a way. Yeah. No, it's like, you, but if I had a menu, I would make those decisions by myself, right? Without having to discuss the. <laughs> also, don't judge me. I'm the one not working on a Friday night having drinks. Yeah, I know, but also, <laughs> well, it's like I'm going on a Friday night. Uh, but also, it's not really like a matter of. I think that the, the judgment that comes with that is that you don't have the money and somehow you're poor or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they are saying that, but that's the weird. No, you have that feeling. And I think the weird feeling. And the funny thing is that I don't chip it out on cocktails. I don't open a menu and go to the cheapest thing, but I also have a limit on how much I think it's reasonable to be charged for a certain thing. Yeah. And no. it could be that we are in the business and we know the cost of it. And I'm just like, eh, that's pushing, man. Like, yeah, it's pushing for a mid-level thing that I can make myself. Yeah. I went to a bar that I won't say who is not a famous one. It's a small little bar here. And it was something like 100 kwai for a whiskey sour, which, by the way, I charge the same, but I use Buffalo Trace. I use fresh lemon. And I saw this bar use Jim Bean (laughs) and, like, some store-bought lemon. And I'm just like, why are you charging me 100 for a whiskey sour if you're using those ingredients, right? Like, it's not okay. (laughs) No, I mean, I think with it, like... Going back to menu bars, because, <laughs> yeah, no menu bars. I feel like that's a whole podcast conversation. Just come on. Just make me a cosmopolitan. I don't want to tell you 14 different ways to make a cosmopolitan. Just make it. That's how I feel. That's like a Taylor Swift song. It's just make it off. But what I think about this is um, menu design is super important. It gives the customer if a sense of uh, security that you're going to be taken care of. Like, when you walk into a place and you don't know anybody... Everything's visual and, and sensual, I should say. Not visual, but sensual. You're smelling stuff. Like, oh, okay, this place smells great. This food smells amazing. It looks really cool. I like the visuals on the art. I love the music. I have this thing in, ha- in on my hands that's tangible, the menu. I could look at it. I could touch it. I could feel the paper quality. And I could say, okay, these guys are proud of their work and they've done a lot of stuff if it's a high-end place. If it's a dive bar, that's also the aesthetic, and it's supposed to be like that where it's a little bit more DIY, and that's the fun of it. Because you know, uh, you, you catch the theme. So I feel like the menu really I gives agree. you the, the theme of the I think place. it gives you the theme, the vibe, and the type of, yeah, the type of place it is. I think it's like an introduction to it. I agree. I like, I like, I like a good menu. Like, I mean, uh, if you get a menu and you're not at that venue, but you see, like, the Talkalicious menu, you're like, oh, I know, I, I know Talkalicious. I see this right away. I know what it is, yeah. You get the vibe of it. They're like I know the kind. Of, I feel like I know the music is gonna be playing. I know this. Actually, that, thing. I can think like that about most bars. Although Shanghai, there are some bars that have no personality in their menu. It's literally just a list. And and I'm not talking about the minimalist places like um, when I mentioned uh, Bar Blanc before. They are very minimalist. They have like a, a small paper, very classy paper, and it just has 
the 10 cocktails on it and that's it. But it's for it's on purpose. I'm minimalist, right? I go to bars that have a Bible for a menu and all they have is words and just a list of everything that they have. And yeah, that's that's tough too because you can't throw too much stuff at a person. Yeah. Like it's like word diarrhea and it's like I don't need that much. That's why pictures do help. Do you think that everything should be on the menu? I feel like if you add like st stupid stuff uh, like vodkas and sodas and highballs, don't do that. That's dumb. Like keep it keep it short, keep it concise. Get your point across because at a venue, hopefully it has identity. So you're like at punch every every drink I had because it was a punch bar. So I wanted to to make it feel a little bit more Victorian in its menu. So I had a fun description of everything. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and like and then people because I knew people drinking punches. They don't really know what punch is. So I had to give the personality to it. And so like that was a little story, a little joke. But everything was something self-contained for the punch. But do you have to do that for a drink like a Vesper Martini? No. Yeah, I do uh, like 10 signatures and then 10 classics. And I call it suggested classics. And I put below, feel free to ask the bartenders for any other classics. Because that way I can put forefront the items that I want to sell. And I don't have to clog a menu. I don't put a mojito on the menu, but I say you can ask for any classics. If you ask for a mojito, you're going to get a mojito. Yeah. And I'll tell you the price. I've just... Don't want to have because if you think about it, we are probably capable of doing 200 cocktails here, and I don't want to make a list of 200 cocktails. Yeah, it's too much. I mean, I always tell people when you're making a menu, if you're if the venue isn't as a new venue, put the 10 cocktails that'll make you the most profit, like feature or them. that you're more proud of, or, or that whatever you, you like, do. whatever yeah. you want to sell. But then, if you're an established venue and you're making a menu, say, okay, these are the cocktails that customers always ask for. Let's make sure they're presented in a well well-established way because people that's you're big sellers you know what i mean but like don't put like random things that like a brandy alexander unless you guys do a lot of brandy alexanders yeah and also especially if it's something that is so obscure that no one's gonna ever order and then when they do order you're like oh we don't have cream yeah exactly <laughs> it's like don't put it on the menu <laughs> yeah, don't put it on the menu if the menu has to have every single ingredient at all times yeah and i think it's the same thing with food menu when you go to a restaurant and the menu is way too big you're like yeah. You know, how do you even manage all of this? Like, Well, yeah, because what are you going to do? Like, if you go to uh, Cheesecake Factory, it's a whole experience because that menu is disgustingly big. Yeah, but they are corporate enough that they can manage that type yeah. of, like, inventory. But I'm saying for a, for a non-corporate place, it's somebody has a Cheesecake menu, uh, cheesecake Factory type of menu is just it's too much. I just don't trust that things are really fresh or really prepared up to time or labeled properly or, you know, because it's just, yeah. it's too much for whatever size you have to manage. Again, in a corporate setting, you have people that do that full time. Mm -hmm. You have kitchen managers that all they do is manage that. But if you're not corporate, how do you handle, right? Also, the volume of Cheesecake Factory is basically guaranteed. Mm. So, you know, the rotation is there. You know, I've only been to Cheesecake Factory once and that wasn't even in China. I've only been once to not in China. I have ordered here. Which is ridiculous because, uh, okay, I think that everyone... You've ordered cheesecake? <laughs> yes, I've ordered. Uh, I've, I'm laughing about it because it's funny because uh, when you're in the U.S., you kind of get desensitized to how big the portions are. And people will talk about it like, oh, American portions are so big. And you know in concept it's true, but you kind of forget. And then I ordered uh, just like a sandwich, like a grilled cheese from Cheesecake Factory and came with like set of fries and some veggies or whatever, right? And... In my mind, it's normal. It's a sandwich, like sliced bread, two slices, stuff in between, like grilled cheese and the side, right? When it arrives, I realize that even the bread size is like 
30 percent thought it was yeah bigger than a regular bread so it was a gigantic grilled cheese and i'm just like okay and then even the side fries everything in the photo because again i i, I was imagining the scale the size of the bread i thought it was like oh it's a normal size it could easily feed two people yeah it was like massive and that's when i realized like wow yeah american portions are gigantic <laughs> they're massive i mean but was it good oh it was delicious it was like everything bad for you in a plate and it was great but it was just so big so i mean with that said i think next week focus in on the podcast when we talk about fruit juice <laughs> we'll figure out more things to talk about i'm sure we're gonna have i a don't know what to talk about week. for next i mean after tomorrow we will have only our memories i might be breaking some news soon so I know something we can talk about. Okay. Well, is Ooh. that about dry January? Because that's where it's No, important. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, guys, thank you. Uh, give us a like. Give us a follow. Uh, give us your comments and feedback. Uh, we love to hear from everybody. And thank you so much for listening. We know your time is important. And I hope I'll be recovered by next week because my energy level is not the gutter. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We might be exuberantly jumping off the walls next week without drinking for a week. Cheers, everybody. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>